Good morning, afternoon, or evening for wherever you may be joining us today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message. Good morning, Life Church. It's great to see you on this Sunday morning, and I'm so glad I get to be a part of your Sunday that you've joined us today. Uh, You might be watching from your living room, your kitchen. Um, As you're walking down the the pathway, you might have your phone in hand watching the service. Wherever you're at today, we're so glad you joined us, and we're excited to tell you that in spite of all the craziness that's going on in our world, that we have a God that is with us. He's going to see us through this, and uh, you know what? There's many ways to look at what's going on. It's crazy. Um, You know, schools, parents of you you that have kids out of school, you got to deal with that. Um, All of you have become homeschool parents. Uh, Those of us that are are in the workplace, you know, you got to be social distancing. And and there's a lot happening. People are panicking all around us. And so many might ask, what do we do when this is happening in our world? Well, you got a couple of options. The first option you can do is just go on with life as usual. Make no changes. Uh, I would say that's not the best way to live right now. That would be underreacting to the circumstances. The other thing you can do is hoard. You can hoard toilet paper. You can hoard sanitizer. You can go and stockpile a lot of food at your house. Um, You can hide away and wait for the end of the world. And I hope that's not how you're thinking today. Uh, But I just say that might be a little overreacting. But I think we got to find ourselves somewhere in the middle where we look to the Word of God. When we don't know what's going on, we don't know when this coronavirus crisis is going to end, we go to God's Word because God's Word can give us hope, it can provide life to us, and it can give us answers when we don't know what's happening. When things are uncertain, There's one that we know who is certain. He's the almighty God. He's the God that loves you. He cares about you. And he's concerned about his children. So today I'm wanting to help all of us with our thinking. Uh, As a disciple of Jesus Christ, we have a filter that we use that's different than the filter of the world. Uh, We should have a different set of way of dealing with crisis in our lives. Um, I'm just wanting to tell you when you're making decisions today... Uh, Make the decisions based on God's word. Uh, You know what? There's a lot of decisions that we might have to make. I'm going to encourage you today, don't don't make any long-term life decisions in the middle of all this. Let's just let things pan out a little bit here. Pray for wisdom. If you do have to make a decision, pray for wisdom, and God will be with you. But as a disciple of Jesus, I pray there's some disciples listening today. The Bible lets us know in Romans chapter 12, and in verse 1 it says, I, for us to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is our reasonable service. Now verse 2 is where I want to get to. This is kind of where I'm going to start my thought today. Um, it says in verse 2, do not, everybody say not, do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We don't live like we have no hope as a child of God because we find a place in his word. We find a place where we can go and have our minds renewed. We can read this word 
We can spend some time in his presence. We can spend some time in prayer and worship. And that is the place we get to, to have our minds renewed. Today's message is a message of hope. I've titled this, uh, probably my shortest title ever in my ministry time. It's one simple word. It's a three-letter word. It's called not, N-O-T. Everybody say not. This word is going to be a word that we're going to look at through God's word today, and we're going to realize that God has told us to not do some things, to not think some ways, and he's told us how we are to live. So Romans here, we find in this 12th chapter, has told us, do not be conformed to this world. There's a thinking of this world. There's a, a, a way of of processing information that the child of God should not be following. You know, this mind of ours, and I pray that uh, you thank God for the mind he's given you, but this mind of ours is a battleground. This mind of ours is a place that we have to fight some battles. In fact, I've heard it said that the battle that you face is either won or lost right here in your mind. So, as we face this coronavirus crisis, uh, I'm going to give you a couple of things, two different things that I believe that as a child of God, we have to focus on. We are not to be conformed to the world, to the world's way of thinking. We're going to think differently. And according to the word of God, God's going to give us the power and the strength to do that. The first place I believe we need to focus our minds is number one, that we will live by faith and not by fear. Turn to someone in your room today, someone in the living room, and, and point at them and say, we are going to live by faith and we're not going to live by fear. Jesus took some time in John chapter 14 and he, he was comforting his disciples. Verse 1 says, Jesus speaking, do not, everybody say not, do not let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Because we believe in God, we don't have to let our hearts be troubled. Jumping down to verse 27, Jesus speaking saying, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. Jesus said, I'm going to give you peace. You don't have to let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your heart be troubled. Do not let your heart be afraid. If you're afraid today, if your mind is anxious, if your mind is fearful, if you're worried about the economy and worried about your jobs, the Bible says that Jesus has come to give us peace. One translation as I was studying this this week, it says it's the gift of peace. Jesus has come to bring us the gift of peace. Now this is not just, you know, just a calm. This is, this is a peace, the Bible says, that is a supernatural peace. It's a peace that passes all understanding. It goes beyond what we can easily explain. You might say, why are you so confident why are you so at peace? It's because I have a confidence in Almighty God. My peace does not come from within. My peace is a gift that I have received from Jesus Christ. If you don't have that peace today, you can have it today. 
In fact, if you're, while I'm talking to you, you can bow your heads and say, Jesus, I need, I want, I desire the peace that you have come to give me. You know, God is not looking at this time in our history. He's not, you know, shaking his head, wondering, oh, I didn't see this one coming. God's not up there like wringing his hands. I've been so caught up with helping all those Christians down there that I, I didn't see this one coming. No, God, God's not thinking. I don't know what I'm going to do now. I want to tell you today from the word of God, I want you to remember some of the things you've been taught through the years. God is God and God is in charge of everything. He's a God that loves you. He's a God that's faithful. He's a God that's in control of your situation. He's a God that's good. He's a God that has a plan for us. He, he's going to see this thing through. The Bible says he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He will be with us even to the end of the age. He's working all things together for our good. And then this God that we serve the Bible says, if God be for us, who can be against us? So because of these truths, I live by faith and not by fear. Another verse that I've mentioned already in this online environment is 2 Timothy 1 and verse 7. Notice the word not in that verse. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. Everybody say not. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We are not panicked by this because we have peace that comes from Jesus. We have the Prince of Peace guiding our lives. We are not fearful today because we have our faith in God. And I live by faith and not by fear. So for a moment here today, in your houses, in your living rooms, I just want you to thank God for his peace. I just want you to take a moment and, and thank him. Just close your eyes for a moment and thank God for the peace that he brings. So in this time of crisis, we're gonna focus on two things. Number one, we're going to focus on living by faith and not fear. And the second focus today is this. We as the church are going to offer hope and we're going to let our light shine. Amen? We're going to offer hope and we're going to let the light of Jesus shine forth. You know, during this time, there's a lot of panic on the hearts and minds of people I witnessed it myself when I was at Costco a few weeks ago as this was all beginning. I saw people coming through the store in a rush, fear on their faces, looking for items that were not, no, not in the store any longer. It's a time of fear. It's a time of being anxious. It's a time of being unsettled. And, and today in our world, today in our cities, there are people, they're looking for hope. They're looking for answers. They're wondering like everybody is wondering when this is all going to end. How, how is this going to end? The Bible lets us know in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14. says, you are a light to the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. 
And then it says down in verse 16, let your lights so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. You are the light of the world. You are the one that is to let your light shine in this hour. If there was ever an hour that the church needs to shine brightly, it's today. This, I declare, is the church's finest hour. In times of darkness, like this one, when you look around and all the confusion and all the upheaval in the hearts of men and women, in times of darkness, the word of God has given us our marching orders. We're told to let our light shine brightly. We're told to, to do some good deeds. And when we do those good deeds, people will glorify your Father in heaven. When people around you are worried and afraid and looking for hope, this is the time when the church those that are filled with faith, those that are walking by faith and not walking in fear. It's time for the church to shine brightly. It's time for the church to be ones who, who they will be, what I heard one preacher say, they will be dealers in hope. We are hope dealers today. We are people that we come with faith. We, we come with hope. We come with life because we have God and we have his word that will help us. You know, this COVID-19 virus, it's, it's very contagious. There are a lot of people that have been infected by this virus. But today, there's a couple of other things that are very contagious. Uh, we talked about one, I believe, on Wednesday night. Fear is contagious. But I want to encourage you today that there's another one that's just as contagious as fear, and that is hope. I, I, I have a question for you today. Which one are you spreading? Are you spreading hope or are you spreading fear? When you talk to your families, when you talk to your neighbors, when you talk to people in your circle, what are you spreading? I'm praying today that more Christians would become even more contagious with hope. I'm praying today that people from Life Church would become more contagious with hope, that you would spread hope and not fear. You would spread the light of Jesus Christ because if, if we could only start spreading hope, it can spread faster than this coronavirus. That's what I'm praying for today. So we're talking about some not verses in the New Testament. I mentioned Romans First, we're not to be conformed to this world's way of thinking. I've already mentioned God is not giving us a spirit of fear. Matthew chapter 6, as I got looking at that chapter, there's a lot of instructions by Jesus. And he told us to not think, do a lot of things. Here's a couple of them in Matthew chapter 6. Matthew 6, 19 says, do not, everybody say not, do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. We're not to lay up a lot of treasures on this earth. That's what Jesus said. Verse 25 says, do not, everybody say not, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. You know, some of us today, we might be concerned about 
the next day. We might be concerned about your job. Maybe you've even got the notice that you no longer have a job temporarily. Maybe you're worried about your income. The word of God lets us know God has told us, do not worry. He's got you. He cares about you. He will see you through. Praise God. And then verse 34 says, do not worry about tomorrow. Say, do not. Do not worry about tomorrow. Some of you are worried about your future. When this is going to end. Will you get to do your summer vacation? Will you get to, you know, do some trip in the fall? Some of you are worried about how the job market's going to go. I want to tell you today, do not worry about your future. Don't worry about tomorrow. God says, do not worry. In this chapter, though, Jesus tells us something we are to do. And this is where I want to focus for a moment. Jesus said in verse 33, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all, everybody say all, all these things will be added to you. What are we to do? We're not to worry about tomorrow. We're not to worry about our life. We're not to lay up treasures on earth. But we're told here we're to seek first his kingdom. Church, child of God, if you will honor God, if you will seek his kingdom, if you will seek his righteousness, the Bible says that he'll take care of you. Make him first in your life. He's not okay with second. He doesn't want to be third. He doesn't want to be tenth on the list. He wants to be first. And if you will honor him and seek him first, he will take care of everything else. Another not scripture Found in the word of God, Colossians chapter 3 and verse 2. Set your affections on things above, not on things on this earth. Perhaps we've been a little too comfortable with the way this world has been. Perhaps we've got our affections maybe a little too attached to this world. I I, I don't know, but maybe this virus has kind of turned our hearts toward heaven God, help us not to set our affections on this earth, but to turn our affections to heaven, to to things that are eternal. Help us to not have our affections on things on this earth. 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. Everybody say not. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. There's some promises in his word. He's not slack concerning his promises. He's going to come good on every promise he has made. He's God, and God keeps his promises. God, the word of God lets us know here, he wants everyone to repent. He doesn't want anyone to perish. I believe that through all of this, there's a revival that's coming. There's gonna be a revival of repentance that is on its way because God is not slack concerning his promise. Hebrews 13 and six says, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. Romans 1 and 16 says, For I am not, everybody say not, 
For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. This is a time for the child of God to not be ashamed of the gospel. It's a time for the child of God to offer hope. It's time for the church to shine brightly into this darkened world. I am not ashamed of the gospel. And I'm proclaiming today that the gospel still works. The gospel is still working today in the hearts of men and women. Like first century Christians, they experienced some hardships. They experienced some persecution. And when they were confronted in Acts chapter 4 about this and told to be quiet, Acts chapter 4 lets us know that they said this, we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. It's time for God's church to not stop speaking, not stop praising, not stop telling the church. It's time for us to speak boldly. It's time for us to praise loudly. It's time for us to share the good news of Jesus Christ because we are not ashamed of the gospel. It's time to shine the light into the darkness in this environment. God is is with us. It's not time for us to to hunker down and go into hiding. It's not that time. It's time for us to keep on going. Galatians 6 and 9 says, let us not, everybody say not, let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. I'm expecting a great harvest. I'm expecting God to bring us a great revival. And I believe we're going to see it as long as we don't give up. As long as we don't grow weary, the word of God says. As long as we do keep doing good. Life Church, it's time to keep on moving forward. Life Church, it's time to keep on shining the light of the gospel. So today, as a child of God, how are we to think? How, how, how does the child of God think correctly? How do we think differently from people who are in the world? Simple. It really is simple. We're not to get our, let our minds be conformed to this world's way of thinking, but we're to let our minds be transformed by his word. Right now, your Bible is your best friend. Get into the Word of God daily. Many of you are a part of the Bible reading app that we're doing in the YouVersion Bible. Continue being faithful with your Bible reading. This is a living book. This is God's way of speaking into your life. Listen to the Word of God. Let the Word of God transform you. We live in faith. We don't live in fear. And then finally, we, we shine his light and we do not hide it under a bushel. There's a little song that they've sung many times in Sunday school. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. I'm not going to hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. One final verse of scripture this morning. I believe this scripture, I found this and I thought this is just so awesome. This is really where we're at today. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7. I'm going to read a couple of verses here, but I'm going to start in verse 7. I'm going to start in the New King James Version, and then I'm going to jump over to the New Living Translation. It says in King James, uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 7, We have this treasure in earthen vessels. Well, what treasure is Paul 
talking to the church at Corinth about? What, what is the treasure? As you begin to look at that chapter, Paul is talking about the light of the gospel. He's talking about the gospel and the power of the gospel. I want to tell someone today that Jesus loves you, that Jesus came to this earth. He lived his life. He, he went to a cross. He died on a cross. He shed his blood. He, he was put into a tomb. He rose again. That's the gospel. All because he loves you. And he wants to forgive you. He wants to wash away your sins. He wants to live today inside your heart. As you, as you look at this chapter as well, it talks about the power of God living inside of us. What is this treasure in earthen vessels? I'm thankful today that I have the power of God, the power of his spirit living down inside of me. God wants to put his spirit inside of your heart. He wants to direct your paths. Reading on, it says in, in the New Living Translation, this makes it clear that our great power is from God not from ourselves. The power we have to stand strong in the face of all this craziness is the power of God. It's not Steve O'Donnell's power. It's not your power, but it's the power that comes from God. It says in verse eight, we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but we are not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Whatever you're going through today, I want to tell you Jesus loves you. Whatever you're going through today, he has not abandoned you. He's not forsaken you. You might be watching today and you might have said, I've tried a lot of things, pastor, and I haven't found satisfaction in them. Um, you might be thinking, I'm sure there's something more than what I'm going through. Maybe there's something different. Maybe there's something that I haven't tried yet. I want you to tell you today, some of you have tried money, you've tried fun, you've tried travel, you've tried relationships, and it hasn't done it for you. Let me encourage you today, try Jesus. He can speak peace to your troubled heart. He can forgive your sins. He can wash those sins away, and he can fill you with the power of his spirit. As they come back to the music, I just want to encourage you, Life Church, no matter what comes your way, no matter what's going on in your world, we're going to do a couple of things. We're going to live by faith. Turn to someone and say, I'm going to live by faith. We're going to shine his light. Turn to someone else and say, I'm going to shine his light. And we're going to offer hope. I thank you for being a part of this broadcast today. We're going to sing a course. I'm going to come back and I'm going to pray over you. And we're going to believe that God is going to touch someone at this time. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you might be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram. And on Facebook, just search Life Church, and you'll find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. We thank you for your support. Have a wonderful week, and God bless.